What's up, Internet? Uh, welcome to sort of an emergency episode, episode 11 of the Fantasy Unicorns podcast. We are a fantasy basketball podcast with a focus on Dynasty. Uh, my name is Kevin. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Kevin So. Uh, and you can find all of our content, all of our articles at fantasyunicorns.wordpress.com. And tonight we are here to have a little discussion about the Jimmy Butler trade. And with me is Starks. Hey, guys. Starks here. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Wherever you may be in the fantasy world. Man, we definitely have to give you guys a quick recap on this Jimmy Butler trade. Um, just just in case you guys don't know, you can reach me at my Twitter handle, at Starks underscore industry. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Fantasy Unicorns underscore Starks where I definitely want to do the best I can to answer any questions that you guys may have. And, you know, it's fantasy, it's fantasy basketball is back. And Jimmy Butler, Trey, this is really interesting. So we want to go ahead and jump into it. So with that said, I'm going to pass the ball to Kev there. Right. So for those that are unfamiliar, this trade went down probably about one o'clock Eastern time, or at least it was announced um, close to that uh, yesterday, November 10th. So uh, the trade was Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton from Minnesota going to Philadelphia for Robert Covington, Dario Sarch, uh, Jared Bayless, and a 2022 second-round pick. So it's a lot to unpack with that. Uh, obviously, in my opinion, Jimmy Butler is the, uh, the best player by far in that exchange. And um, so a, a lot of movement that can affect both of those teams. Um, First, I kind of want to just discuss sort of the non-fantasy aspects of this this trade that went down and uh, kind of think about how this affects both teams. So we have Minnesota and Philadelphia. And uh, I don't know, Starks, who do you think uh, made out better in this trade? Um, to be honest with you, it, it would seem to be oh, – that's, really, that's a really good question. I would have to say the Sixers just because, I mean – it can go either way. I just think the Sixers do just because it puts them in a position to uh, be stronger in the East. Uh, just, you know, the East, as we both know, is not as strong as the West. So this can typically, you know, make the East stronger. Talk about the, you know, NBA aside. This, to me, in my opinion, this will make the Eastern, this team in, in, in general, this, the Sixers, they'll be, uh, they're a top three team in the East easily. Yeah, um, in my opinion, I agree. I think there's a kind of a clear cut top four right now. So you have Toronto, Philadelphia, Milwaukee and Boston, assuming they get their act together. Um, right. And then, you know, the rest is kind of, you know, a mixed bag. But this definitely pushes Philadelphia kind of in that contention with Toronto sort of as one of the top two teams uh, in the East. And I think this is a good trade for them. A lot of it kind of depends on you know, which Jimmy shows up. Uh, and I don't mean that in yeah. a production standpoint, because he always produces, but, you know, is he going to go around introducing himself to everyone's girlfriends? Cool. Is he going to cause issues uh, in the locker room? I don't know. You know, I have a feeling he's going to get along really well with Embiid. He and Simmons might not mesh as well. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. And that's just kind of my own, you know, just out there guess, but uh, that's, that's something to keep an eye on and see how those two work together. I think he and Embiid are going to have a lot of fun together, uh, but he and Simmons, we'll see. They, they could work out really well, um, but just something about their personalities, I wonder if that's going to 
be a, a, a good match or not. So it's something to keep an eye on. Um, and then over on the Minnesota side, you know, they get two um, very good starters. Um, I like Robert Covington a lot. I think he brings a lot of defensive intensity, um, smart defensive play, uh, pretty good, those streaky um, three-point shooting. But you know how Tibbs loves his, his defenders. So, um, you know, it, it can help them. But, you know, I think the biggest thing is it gets them out of that circus of the whole Jimmy saga. Yeah, absolutely. And then on top of that, you know, going back to the Philly side, um, you had mentioned, you know, the personalities there, you know, kind of like, is it going to be going to be one of those instances that, you know, everybody in Philly needs to hide their girlfriend? You know, hopefully that's not the case with Jimmy being over there. But what I think I agree with you as far as I think he, he'll mesh well with the personalities wise, because I, I believe Ben Simmons has that that instinct of wanting win, to win. And I know he's, you know, still young. But I also believe Embiid is a a competitive person at heart, too. So, you know, I don't think there's going to be any funny business there in Philly. You know, one thing I'm just going to jump right into kind of the fantasy um, outlook for this year for Philly. As I always unfortunately tell you guys, I'm not a Ben Simmons guy. This is going to this is going to basically hurt a little bit of value all across the board as far as Philly goes with the three players. I'm not going to, I'm not saying that they won't mesh well together as an NBA team. I believe they will this year, but I think fantasy implications wise, um, some, some of the assists may take a slight dip from Ben Simmons because Jimmy Butler is also a facilitator in itself. And, you know, um, Jimmy Butler, he doesn't necessarily need to take Jack up a lot of shots. You know, he, I mean, he was just in Minnesota. There's a lot of good players there. But, you know, he will see some ball responsibility, at least I would think. But I, I, I agree with someone that, you know, talked to me recently and was like, you know, this is like an Embiid's team. I, I wouldn't even say that, but it's not going to be a Jimmy Butler's team. At least I would hope so. Hope not. But, you know, with Jimmy Butler's personality, you just never know. Yeah, I, I agree. It's something, you know, just to keep an eye on it. it you know, it, it will probably be fine. But, you, you know, it's something to, to watch out for. Uh, you know, you mentioned the fantasy implications. Uh, you know, you mentioned maybe some of the assists uh, go down a little bit for Simmons. Uh, you know, they, they took away two starters that were pretty low usage players yeah, in, in um, Bob Cub and Sharks. So Jimmy comes in and he's, you know, he kind of demands that usage. He's going to be a guy right. that's going to be, you know, getting at least a, a 23%, 24%, something like that on this right. team. You know, you have Embiid, who's a monster, almost 32% usage. Um so it'll be interesting to see how the ball spreads around and, and who's taking the shots and, and that sort of thing. Um, I think this moves uh, JJ Redick back into the starting lineup. I think, mm-hmm. I think with Bob Cove gone, they really are going to need that three point shooting um, right. to spread the floor out because, you know, Butler can hit some threes, but that's not really his game. Um, and obviously Simmons never takes any threes. So you need oh. that, that outside threat on the team. So I think JJ is going to, um, be on the uh the uh he, he's going to increase in value because of this just right. because he's going to get on the floor more and they're going to let me him. and let me go ahead steal the ball real quick because i just got some fake news that uh false is going to go to the g league at this moment is that wait <laughs> <laughs> are you breaking no. news or okay <laughs> i think that's breaking fake news but go ahead go ahead man. yeah well you know maybe maybe he learns a little bit from jimmy i you know maybe he needs a guy a vet like that to kind of help him along. I don't know. Um, you know, hopefully it goes better than the other young guys that were, were working with him in Minnesota. So, um, yeah. 
Anyway, so what, uh, what is your? I mean, what? So I, let me ask you this: What is your thoughts for Fultz in this in this situation now? I I don't think he changes much. You know, he's okay. he's, he's, he's going to probably keep starting because again, they just lost two starters and replaced it with one. So I think right. he stays in there with JJ coming in. Um, but you know, hopefully he learns a little bit from from what um, Jimmy Butler does, and and can grow a little bit and and have maybe a new mentor. Um, in, in how to play the game. So, you know, he's surrounded by, you know, mainly a lot of young guys. So, you know, hopefully this, this is a, a good, a good version of the, the Jimmy Butler influence on him. So we'll see. You know, I mean, and also, you know, you saying that you mentioned usage, another thing that actually kind of bodes well, at least for Philly, um, um, Jimmy Butler going there is that Minnesota was actually a little bit of a slower paced team, you know, coming to Philly, they're just outside the top five in pace. Mm. So, you know, there's going to be still more opportunity there for him. And then just like you just said, although um, Covington and SARS, they don't carry too much usage. Actually, Dario is close around the 20 range versus Covington is like the low teens, uh, mid-teens. So essentially, I think that's still going to be bode well for Jimmy a little bit. So either way, you kind of slice it. You know, that's that's kind of what it is. So kind of going on to the Minnesota side of things, um, I'll just touch up on something on what's coming to mind is that Dario Saric, I would like to see him immediately start, but I don't know if that's going to be the case because we know Tibbs is in love with his boy, Taj Gibson. He has a man crush on him, unfortunately. Um, But Dario should get, I'm really hoping he gets the opportunity to at least start sometime, Um, but he's going to gain some minutes. And then Covington, uh, him being there, he's just going to, he doesn't, need usage so he'll still be there for good threes and steals right I, it, what's interesting so I agree I think it would be nice for Sharch to start I don't see it happening at least in the beginning um, just because of the way Tibbs is but uh, you know Bob Covington is going to be interesting because he you know he's a three so is Wiggins yeah. so do they decide to play them together and one of them moves down to the two um, not really sure uh and, and one thing you need to also consider uh, for Bobco, I, I think I see him maybe um, possibly scoring a little bit more now in this in, in Minnesota. Um, I looked at what he did before Simmons showed up, and it seems like he he took he, he shot threes a little bit less. Um, but, oh, okay. But you know, because and, and most of his shots are at least with, with Simmons are assisted. So he's not, right. he's not creating um, scoring, off, you know, uh, off on his own. But he did that more before Simmons was there when he had guys like, you know, TJ McConnell and, and Jared Bayless running the point. Right. Um, so he when, with inferior points, he had to create his own offense a little bit more. And I think he might do that in Minnesota as well. I think he might have the opportunity and might be a little bit more active um, on the offensive side as far as not just being kind of a, a spot-up shooter like he was in, in Philadelphia and be able to try to create offense on his own um, in Minnesota a little bit more. So that's something to keep an eye on. So that could have implications. He, um, you know, he shot a lot more shots uh, at the rim before mm-hmm. uh, Ben Simmons showed up as well. So, you know, maybe more driving to the basket, maybe more free throw opportunities. Uh, but I think, you know, you might see a little dip in the three point shots as well. So it's something to, to, to look at and, and see, you know, because Ben Simmons is, can really have a big effect on a player. And I think, looking at what he did before Ben Simmons was there might give you a better uh, idea of what he might be able to do in Minnesota with, you know, again, not uh, sort of an elite point guard uh, at the helm. 
Right. So also, I would also think that maybe it could be a Koji that doesn't that, that his and his minutes will actually decrease with this trade. At least I'm assuming that a Koji is actually a pretty good player. But to get it's almost like a two for one. But I know there was more uh, parties involved in that trade. I think it was what Bayless was in that trade. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of other <laughs> he stuff that wasn't right. Really big. Yeah, but the, but yeah, those play, unfortunately those players ain't too important to other players. But to keep in mind that a Koji. I don't believe he's going to start too much anymore at this point. I know he's only been starting just because, you know, Wiggins had sat out and sometimes, you know, other players may have sat out on his behalf. But uh, typically another thing to keep in mind is if you really look at it, like in a fantasy standpoint, it's almost like a two for one trade. Right. So with that being said, you're there's 35 minutes, 30 to 35 minutes for a player that's missing or they basically uh, that's missing from, let me, let me rephrase that. So you're getting two players back from Minnesota right. side, right? So 35 minutes is basically it needs to be soaked up from players. So that means essentially not everybody's going to get enough time in Minnesota. You know, and we already know Tibbs is going to run people to the, to the ground and, and almost get injured just because he likes to play them to the wheels fall off. But that also puts implications on who's going to be playing the, the amount of minutes over there in Minnesota. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Again, you're doing the two for one. So even though Sharj might not be starting, he should be getting yeah. minutes. So that's that's minutes that are going to have to get pulled from other people. And I, unfortunately, I agree. I, I like Okoji a lot. I think he's going to be one of those guys that, that loses out some. So if you have him in a non-dynasty team, it might be time to move on from him. Uh, if you have him on a dynasty team, depending on how deep it is, uh, I know I have him on a couple teams. Uh He's a hold to kind of see what happens. Uh, if you can stash him uh, for long term, then that's definitely worth doing. But uh, I think for this season, he his value might be capped unless the whatever is keeping Wiggins out it becomes a, a bigger issue down the road. Absolutely. So, what do you think on the you know a little bit deeper into the league, Schmidt and the Cormats? What do you think of those two guys? Yeah. So in Philly, um, so it opens up a little bit more. So again, you're doing two for one. So you're taking two key people out of Philly and replacing him with one. So that's more minutes um, in theory for some of these other guys. So you have uh, Landry Shamit, who has been playing pretty well. He, um, he actually started last game, didn't do that well in his start, uh, but has looked really good. You know, he he looks like a really smart player um, can do a lot of little bit of everything. Uh, So he's a guy that I think his, his minutes and his role is on the increase um, with this trade. I think he he's, quickly earning um you know the the trust of the coaching staff in philly and i think he's probably worth even in standard leagues um he's worth a gamble just to throw on your team and see what happens see what kind of role he gets once jimmy's there i think um i think jimmy's gonna actually play wednesday night is the plan so um you know see what it looks like when he's you know how many minutes he's actually getting once he's there uh but he's looked good he again he kind of does a little bit of everything not a superstar, obviously, and and if Jimmy ends up staying there long term, you know that's going to cap his his potential. But he's a guy that you know I could see him in that top hundred, maybe even top eighty uh, level, uh, you know, over the next couple of years, uh, kind of chipping in uh, with stats across the board. So uh, that's that's a guy to keep an eye on. Redrafts, um, like I said, pick up if you have dead weight on your team and you just want to kind of roll, uh, you know, roll the dice a little bit on a young guy. Uh, in uh, dynasty leagues, he's definitely a guy you're probably looking at um, to, to maybe try to pick up if he's available. Um, and I, I think he has a, a solid future. Uh, same thing with Cork Maz, maybe to a lesser degree. He's he's more of a three point shooting specialist, but 
I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how his role shakes out uh, once Butler's uh, in the lineup and, and how the rotations are run. Because, you know, he's a guy that he definitely has the potential to, to get you a couple threes a game and, and some decent scoring. Doesn't do as much um, in the other categories, but uh, if you need those threes and, and a little bit of scoring um, and you're in a deeper league, he's a guy to, to keep an eye on. Right. So um, actually two players that I want to touch up on on Minnesota is uh, Wiggins. Wiggins, I don't know. I mean, how, what do you what do you think on, on Wiggins as far as – well, actually, before I ask you about Wiggins, because I know the fantasy world and NBA in general want to know about Derrick Rose and <laughs> just to have him in the general, the dark horse MVP guy. Right. And so, um, you know, what's going to happen to him, I guess, for me, is he's still going to get minutes, regard, you know, regardless if he starts or not. You know, the Jeff T coming back, is it going to be Jeff – Teague inserted back into the starting lineup. Like I said, if it is or if it if it doesn't, it doesn't really necessarily matter because at this point, Derrick Rose is going to start, you know, or not start, but he's going to get minutes around the high 20s, 28 to 30 minutes anyway. So it's not going to really matter. But my question is to you is what do you think is going to happen to Wiggins for his, his value? Uh, I don't see it changing too much. You know, I think um, I, I think there's sort of a thing with, with both Wiggins and Cat that the Jimmy leaving is, is there's like a psychological benefit. I think, I think they, they're, you know, I think they're dealing with stuff or they were dealing with stuff with Jimmy that um, was kind of affecting their play. You definitely saw it with cat. Um, but I think with Wiggins also, the, it seems like they didn't really get along with Jimmy. And then, so there, there was a lot of issues going on there. Uh, I, so I think just him being removed from the situation kind of um, you know, it, it takes a little bit of weight off their shoulders some, and I, I'm not a Wiggins guy. Um, and I know he's, he's currently hurt right now, uh, but I see him doing about the same. I mean, maybe a slight increase in, in scoring. Um, you know, I think his role might be, um, he might have a slightly bigger role because again, Bob Cove, we'll see what he does. You know, he's, he's more of a, um, more of a spot up shooter, at least with Philly. Um, that could change, like I mentioned before, with him trying to create more off the ball or on the ball. Um, but I think uh, I think Wiggins should do about the same. You know, he's a guy that can get your points, couple threes, couple boards, not a lot of you know um, counting stats beyond that. But um, you know, he's he is what he is. You know, he's not he's not an elite guy beyond scoring. All right. So going to the dynasty aspect of it. So what is your output um, as far as cat? I have him as a top man, top two player in dynasty formats. What do you have him as a, in dynasty formats going forward? He, he's up there. He, he's definitely in the top five. Um, yeah. You know, I think I, I have, I have Giannis and I have um, Anthony Davis ahead of him. Okay. In, in, um, to me, those are the, the clear top two for me, at least in Dynasty. Uh, and then after that, it, it kind of becomes a little bit mixed depending on what you're looking for. And again, the whole win now versus, um, you know, win down the road type of thing. I want to see him go crazy now. Now that Jimmy's gone, what I really, you know, I'm hoping he just takes over and he starts averaging 30 points and 15 boards and Please. three blocks and two threes and you know, a couple of assists. Like, he, he needs to really go off because I feel like a lot of us were kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt this season because of all the drama that's been going on. And now that we've moved past it, it's time for him to kind of, you know, take control and, and really show us what he can do and show all the people that have kind of believed in him as this elite, elite guy that 
that this is who he is because if he comes out flat, um, I'm going to start having some concerns with him long-term. Um, mm-hmm. He's still, uh, he's still, you know, an amazing player, but as far as moving him into that top five, I'm going to, you know, some seeds of doubt may start plant be planted if he comes out, you know, in the next couple of weeks and he doesn't really look any better than he has been. I agree. So, to me, he's probably the biggest winner in this trade. Yeah. Um, who Who's the biggest loser to you in this trade? Um. I, I would. I would probably. I would probably go with a Koji, just because he, Koji? he was. Okay. He was looking like he was starting to to build a little something, and a lot of it was kind of depending on on um, who came back. And because Bob Cuff came back, you know, he's he's a a great guy for a tip system, and he's uh, you know an amazing defensive player. So. I don't really see him overtaking him or Wiggins anytime soon. So um, even though I think he's actually a better player than Wiggins, but that's a whole nother story. Um, But I think he's probably the biggest loser. And I think he's going to, his minutes are going to dip back down pretty low moving forward. Okay. And I'm sure, you know, people in the world fantasy and just in NBA lovers in general want to know this. Does this automatically put Philadelphia in a championship chair at this point? Uh, it puts them in that top two with uh, Toronto in the East for me. Uh, you know, everyone's still behind Golden State when they're healthy, but um, on the East, it, you know, it, to me, they're the, they're the top two, um, them in Toronto. So um, they're definitely strengthening their position. Uh, and I think, you know, they, they, again, they lost two players and got one back, but that one is a, you know, a potential top 10 player. So uh, they, to me, they definitely strengthen their team, and assuming there's no chemistry issues um, moving forward, uh, they're definitely they're definitely in that mix. Right, and for me, what I'll say about Minnesota in general, if you talk about fantasy stock going down, you know he's not a fantasy player, but we'll go ahead and tell you, Thibodeau, sorry, brother, you're almost out the door. You know, <laughs> your stock is way down, and uh, Minnesota in itself, they're going to be. I'm not going to say they're going to be. Well, yeah, I'm going to say they're going to be a worse team in the West. You know, West is so loaded. But, I mean, we're, we're going to see – this gives us the opportunity to really see if Towns can take control of the team the way he should be. Right. This is this should be his team now. There should be no more doubt, and, and we need to see that from him. So, we'll see. Yeah. Cool. So, you have anything else on this? No. I think that, you know, to, to sum it up, you know, good for Cat. Um, probably, you know, bad for Koji and – uh, good for Shamit, possibly Corkmez, uh, and then everyone else, uh, you know, involved, all the major players, and um, and Bob Cove and the Wiggins and Embiid and, and Simmons. You know, this might be some slight differences, but nothing major beyond beyond sort of the the, the improvement of situation for Cat and probably the the worsening uh, situation for Koji in my mind. Absolutely. And I just think and for the NBA in general, I think this is awesome that a trade goes down. It's a lot of tweets, a lot of people talking, you know, just a lot yeah. of, you know, a lot of stuff going on. That's always beautiful. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I, I saw someone kind of call out and say, now that uh, LeBron moved West, everyone's trying to run back <laughs> to the East. So right. we'll see. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay. So I just wanted to remind everyone that, um, you can find me at on Twitter at Kevin So. Uh, you can find our articles. We got a couple new ones coming out uh, very soon, uh, but you can find it at uh, fantasyunicorns.wordpress.com. And uh, I'll throw it back to you, Starks. Awesome. You can find me at Starks underscore industry. 
I'm the guy with the Iron Man avatar. And I'm going to take this one last clutch shot. Um, I tweeted out on, you know, the difference between uh, the trades that actually happened between me and Kevin. He uh, is a mutually beneficial type of coach trader. That's, that's his, uh, that's his badge of honor. And I've supposed that I'm the guy that take people on for rides. So I put a tweet out there uh, as far as votes go. And I'm, I'm interested to see how people go along with the voting system right now, you know, which, you know, which side would you do? Would you do a Starks ride or would you do a Kevin mutually beneficial ride with that? Did you want to take a clutch shot? Yeah. Kev? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that being said, um, yeah, but like I said, you can find us actually at fantasyunicorns.wordpress.com with our articles. You know, Jesse pushes out the DFS as long as as far as we have the new members uh, with us to be part of the unicorns. It's, it's an honor to be a part of this podcast, and we definitely want to push out the excellent content to you guys. With that being said, I'm going to pass the ball to Kevin to take us home. All right. Well, thanks again for listening. Uh, we'll probably record again tomorrow night. So look forward to that. And uh, we'll catch you guys All next right, time. All right, guys. Take a ride. <laughs>